Safeties deserve more love. They are very impactful for what a defense can and cannot do on the field. So who are the names that you need to know in the 2024 NFL Draft class? We'll discuss that next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL, a national scout with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And the champ is here, as always, my boy from LSU, Mr. Keith Sanchez himself. You can find him on Twitter at The Talent Code. Keep talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with The Draft Network, man, in 2019 national champ with those LSU Bengal Tigers, man. But you know why we're here, man? Your dynamic duo, right? Your draft duo, myself. Damian Parson, we're here to bring you championship-level content surrounding the NFL draft, man, and we're deep into May, almost into June, and you know what they say, DP, the draft don't stop, baby. We keep this thing going, man, and as we continue to roll through these positional um, introductions, right, because these aren't rankings yet because we haven't watched all of the guys, but we really want to throw out names and, you know, get the get the fillers out there for some of these top prospects heading into this college football season and ultimately into the NFL draft, so we're rolling and we're into safeties now, man. We're into safeties, and it's been a rather, you know, I, I guess when you compare the 2022 class and the 2023 class, right, everyone talked about the, the 2023 class not being as talented. But, DP, where are you as far as safeties and their importance of their role? Because I feel like sometimes, and I've mentioned it on this podcast, right, like linebackers were kind of like the running backs of, you know, this um, – you know, to where they're devalued. And I would say safeties are not far behind. Like, it, it seems like it's a cornerback and edge discussion when it comes to defenses, right? But nobody talks about safeties as much. Or you don't – like, I, I, I think about the days, and, you know, I hate, I'm not rambling, but it, I just – this thought came to me. Remember when it was like Ed Reed and Troy Palomalu and Brian Dawkins, and these guys were not only good players, but – they were the face of your, you know, they had the potential to be the face of an organization. They were faces of defenses, right? And if we go through the NFL, DP, is not that many situations where safeties are the face, right, of an entire defense. So I just want to ask you, what are you with the, the value of the safety position and, you know, just drafting these guys and the different roles that they play and everything like that? Man, I, I, I value them. Higher than most, Keith, and it's because of the fact that the versatility that we're start that we have begun to see over the past couple seasons, past couple years, and drafts of that, which we talked about during the 23, 2023 lead up to the to the draft, just the evolution of the safety position, right? Like it's it's you're not gonna find an Ed Reed no more, or Earl Thomas, those single high guys that's gonna sit on top of the roof, cover one type, you know, type of guys who have that sideline sideline range. Because nowadays it's a lot of a lot of these safeties are guys who have cornerback experience. Some of them are uh, undersized linebackers that they just 
that have the athleticism to move back in the back end of the defense and not have to play right up in the line of scrimmage is in what for me the value is just being able to do different things structurally as a defense, right? When you have a Brian Branch, it's crazy because you think about Jamal Adams in the NFL and people like the, the normal fan, because he's not this like high end coverage safety. They, 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 they tend to hate on Jamal, but I'm like, when Jamal is healthy, he's one of the most impactful safeties in the NFL because he can blitz. He stuffs the run. And he may not be this man-to-man cover guy that you throw into the nickel and tell him to defend the Justin Jefferson. Well, I'm not throwing many. I'm not throwing many safeties. In <laughs> but like, <laughs> but you know, you, you you don't want to put him in that situation. Like, you, you may not feel comfortable with it, like him against some of these slot receivers. But you know what you can do? You can drop him off in the coverage. Like, it, it's crazy because you even talked about those older names, Troy Paul. You know, even you think about Troy Paul Malo and stuff. But think about Cam Chancellor. Kim Chancellor wasn't man to man defending Rob Gronkowski. Right. So that's 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 kind of my point, BP, is that and, and that's where you could compare it to the running backs, right? Like mm-hmm. the running backs, we asked them to do more. Like, because the running backs in the 90s, it was you know, run straight forward 30 times a game, right? Like, and then now we're asking, touch. yeah, and then now we're asking, hey, can you pass pro? Can you catch the ball out of the backfield? Now can you line in the slot wide receiver position and be a threat there, right? So we're asking right. them to do more, the running backs, and then devalue them. And I think it's the same thing for the safeties, right? Like Brian right. Dawkins and Troy Palomalu and, you know, you talked about Cam Chancellor. And we can continue to just rattle off, you know, safety names. But these were guys that were, you know, kind of put your feet at 12 yards, play downhill, run the alley, and blow everything up. Now we're at the position to where we're like, okay – well, can he play in the slot, right? Can he play nickel? Can he cover? Can he play 20 yards off the ball and cover sideline to sideline? Like, you know, we're asking them to do more, but it seems as though the value of the safety has gone down, maybe from a, per- a perception perspective. And I, and maybe it's because we're asking them to do so much that I, we're not really sure what skill set, you know, like there's no complete safety anymore. Yeah. And, and maybe that's what it is, but I just kind of had that thought. No, and, and, and Keith, like, w- when you look at the, the 2024 class, potentially, the first guy that comes to mind is Clemson safety. You know, when you're talking about, you know, people know, well, DP, Keith, who's, who's safety one? And I, now for me, I think the leading candidate is Andrew Makuba for Clemson. Six foot, 185, that can play on the roof. He's athletic, but he can walk down into the box, be a box defender, help in the run game, as well as line up in the nickel in the slot. <clears throat> and cover wide receivers and tight ends. Like his 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 coverage instincts is really good. Like I said, good athlete, and that's what what the NFL is looking for nowadays. But I'm gonna tell you something. It's a cold world, Keith. It's a cold world, and the reason why I say that because there's a guy at Utah. I ain't talking about J Cole. Shout out to 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 J Cole. Cole Bishop, man, six two two, almost two ten. Uh, rumored to run, run, you know, in the in the four five range. But one thing I think about. Like we talked about with Jamal Adams, Jamal Adams and stuff, and you see this with a lot of other safeties. When when I I went and looked at his snap share, Keith, to see just kind of where Utah put this kid, mm-hmm. bro, he was everywhere. Two over two hundred snaps in the slot, over hundred snaps at free safety, and most majority of his snaps, three hundred and forty six of his snaps were as a box defender. He's physical. He's aggressive. He can really help in the run game, but then he also can drop off in the overhang and in the nickel and cover as well. And then I think you might know you might know something about this kid over at Miami. And when I, I'm gonna tell you the first thing that popped off to me when I looked him up, 
because I remember somebody bringing them up to me, and it was his 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 size. I I watched a little stuff, a little bit of tape on them. James Williams, six five, bro, two twenty five. Like you don't hear that at safety any like like that. Six five, almost two hundred and thirty pounds, and he's he plays a lot in the box. Yeah, so DP, that 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 is to my point, right? And but I want to jump into James Williams, but I feel like that's gonna be another five minute conversation. So what I want to do is, man, I want to transition, man, into our next segment so we can really spend time because not only does Miami have one safety, they have two safeties, um, very different in body types, right? You, I don't think you could get more polar opposite in body types, but I think that's going to continue to push this safety conversation along, but then also continue to introduce names, right? And, and the guy we're gonna talk about is James Williams. Uh, so coming up next, man, we're going to talk about safety. James Williams, DP already profiled him, 6'5", 230 pounds, playing the safety position. What does that mean? How does that translate? And just the overall discussion surrounding the safety. So coming up next, man, we're talking James Williams, 6'5", 230, plus the rest of these safeties in this draft class. Looking for a delicious snack, guys, but you don't want all the sugar and calories then you need to give the best tasting protein bar ever a try. I've told you this time and time again, Built Bar. You got to try it. You won't regret it. If you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste. I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs, they're healthy and they taste amazing. So amazing. You won't know that they're good for you. So you got to give it a shot. What makes them so good? They're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That is right. 100% real dark chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and as you know my personal favorite cookies and cream so you can do like me and go to your local walmart and get a four bar box in the pharmacy on the pharmacy section or go to sam's club and get them in bulk with all the specialty flavors there or you can allow us to help you and that's simply by going to builtbar.com using our promo code locked on 15 and you will get 15 percent off your next order all right keith james williams and, and you said that he is a running mate over and uh, the 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 U as they I'm trying to get the camera the U uh, I don't know if they're back or not but I heard that they got some some talented safeties over there yeah man with the U we just need to let the U be the U until they all until they back because everybody want them back right like me including myself right. you watch those ESPN thirty for thirties and you just remember those teams with Ed Reed and Andre Johnson and I mean we could keep on going right um so you really want them back but we are gonna allow them to come back and you know, silence and, you know, we'll wait to their back to talk about their back. Oh, uh, but yeah, man. So these two safeties, James Williams, 6'5", 230, and DP, this is what I was talking about with the, the, the safety position, right? Because usually, and we're talking about profiling guys, like when you're 6'5", 230, you're not playing 12, 15 yards off the ball and being sideline to sideline. You're a box guy, right? Now, the question is with James Williams is, it's okay, what is he going to do? Is this going to be a, a pass rushing hybrid outside linebacker who quote unquote plays at the safety position or is this a guy that you're going to ask to cover in the nickel you know what I'm saying or is he just a true strong safety like Cam Chancellor so that's why you know when you watch my I do remember I do remember James Wooden because there was a lot of hype about this guy right I think he played at American Heritage same school with um Patrick Sertan and um, I think Tyson Campbell, they continually just roll out top guys, uh, Dallas Turner, who was the edge rusher for Alabama. So they continue to just push out guys. Um, I think he played at American Heritage, but yeah, just six, five. And you wonder, okay, where are we going to put this guy? Because the conversation, let's go back to this, right? Much like Isaiah Simmons, you know, another six, four, uh, 230 pound football player that 
plays multiple positions, but where does he play? And then ultimately we say they're, you know, safety linebacker hybrid type football players. So I would ask you, DP, with the James Williams conversation, like where, where do you project this skill set? And I don't know if you got any type of eyes on him, able to see him. Um, I watched minimal parts of him uh, throughout last year's, you know, throughout the season and stuff. And this is an impact football player. The range is there. The athleticism is there. It's just a matter of, okay, when we talk about the safety position and defining it, it's like, what is James Williams going to be and how is he going to fit in that role? Yeah, for, for what he does for Miami, is, it's interesting because he's very versatile in terms of his alignment. Remember watching him against Clemson and against uh, North Carolina when I was studying Drake May. And like I said, the first, like you talked about, the size, the 6'5", 224, stands out. He shows up on he's, – he stands out like a sore thumb, like on tape. Like you know that's who he yeah. is because you can tell. And, and they, they moved him around, guys. Like, you know, you know, I look at – you know, just looking at the numbers here, 285 snaps in the box. 235 snaps playing as, as a free strong safety at the top and 105 snaps in the slot. So to your point, Keith, he wasn't rely heavily as a nickel defender. And I think that's, it, it wouldn't be the best usage of him. Truthfully is to put him in the nickel because with that height and that, that, that Frank, cause he's a bulky kid too. Nice, mm-hmm. strong, dense frame. And typically what comes with that, Keith, is a little restricted movement in the lower half, in the, in the, in the hips. The hips might have some, st- some stiffness and some tightness, as well as the footwork, being able to transition if he's playing man-to-man coverage against a, a, slot, a, a receiver in the slot that knows how to you know, use release packages and head fakes and movements that can get him off his spot and, and really force him uh, to have to turn and transition at a quicker rate than he's accustomed to. That's just not playing your, your guy at the best at the best position. So I think playing them as like a a, a big. You think about um oh, what's it Kyle Duggar Kyle Duggar right and how he's used for the New England Patriots. So he does play some nickel right. He does play in in the back end when they need him to as well. But then what do they do? They also play kind of some three safety sets where you can pull a linebacker off the field. And with a guy like James Williams, who's almost 200, he looks like a linebacker. He's got the same size and mm-hmm. frame as some of the, the prototypical NFL linebackers now. I mean, we looked at Clemson's uh, linebacker, Trenton Simpson, right? Like, matter of fact, not even just Trenton, but Jeremiah Trotter, who we talked about uh, you know, on, on yesterday's episode, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is like six, six foot, 230. And then his running mate, uh, 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 Carter, is 6'1", 225. Doran James Williams got both of those guys beat. In terms of size. So, like, I think that's when you look at him, man, you, just, you use him closer to the box. Um, yep. You want to see if he can cut with that size. You got to hope that he could cover tight ends. Maybe not the Travis Kelsey's of the world where he moves like a receiver, but, you know, be physical with a George Kittle or a Darren Waller or, you know, some of these, you know, some of these other bigger body tight ends in the league. You want to hope that he can he can play and fill that role, Keith. Yeah, no, I agree, man. So, look, let's transition because we talked about the teammate, right? And I know everybody wants to hear about him. Now we have the teammate is Cameron Kinches, man. We talk about polar different uh, sizes. So we go from 6'5", 230, right? And now we at 5'11", 200. So he could very well be 5'10", 195, right? Totally different player. But when you talk about production, it's a guy that had six interceptions Last year, um, three of those came via Georgia Tech, I think, and then one was Bethune Cookman, I think one was North Carolina. Um, I can't remember who the other one was against. So, you know, he he has. 
proven production, making plays on a football. So this is your guy when we talk about, okay, what is the safety position? That's why this conversation comes up because we just talked about James Williams playing, you know, that hybrid linebacker role close to the line of scrimmage, things like that. Then now we're going to talk about Cameron Kitchen, who I'm more than sure if you put, I haven't looked at the snap share, but if you look at it, I'm more than sure you're going to see more deeper alignments, right? This guy is probably going to play more free safety, some strong safety, a little nickel, but a lot of his positional alignment is probably the free safety position. This is a guy that's going to roam, um, you know, and if he has six interceptions, he has two things. He has ball tracking ability and he has instincts. And that's the, that's what it that's what it shows for me, right? Like he can do both of those things. And, and you know, just throughout time and this conversation with Cameron Kinchins, I think it may lend itself towards kind of like Christopher Smith from Georgia this past year because Christopher Smith was not a very big guy, um, but, you know, there was production there. You liked the way he played the game, but ultimately it was the size and athleticism that affected his draft stock overall. So I wonder if that's going to come into play for Cameron Kinchins. I still have to do the deep dive on him, but I just think, you know, we're just talking about surface-level conversations, introducing people, introducing people, um, you know, to the lockdown family. I think Cameron Kinchins is, is going to be interesting to see how this thing folds out for him. No, 100%, Keith, to your point, four, over 400 snaps at free safety. He plays right, you know, he plays up top a lot more than his counterpart, you know, James Williams does, Keith. And and, and like you said, I, I like the Chris the invoking Christopher Smith's name. Smaller guy could cover, you know, like a like a corner at times as that cornerback background. I'm excited to watch uh Kinchins when we get the cross checks for 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 TDN because the, like I said, six interceptions, that's nothing to sneeze at. Even though three came in one game, but like I said, the ball tracking ability, the the instincts, and then not only just the ball, but to catch it, what 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 is it? What's the phrase that what's, what's the old saying about DBs? DBs are wide receivers that can't catch. Well, it seems like this young man can actually catch the football. So I'm excited to see him, Keith. And I want to bring up one last name before we transition to our final segment, Jalen Catalan. And, and, and Keith, this is the I'm I'm a, I'm gonna label him as Mister Forgotten because coming into last summer, he was one of the better safeties coming into the 2023 draft class. Right? You know, listed at what five five ten. Uh, 195, but what's the first thing we all, we all talked about when we watched him? He's physical. One of the heaviest hit. We talked about Devin Witherspoon being a heavy hitter. I don't think there was any DB that hit harder than Jalen Catalan. It was like nah, this, Yeah, this, this guy had, and I, I hate to invoke this name because we're talking about like an all-time great knockback guy, but when you talk about a guy shorter in stature, 5'8", 210 pounds, you you couldn't help but think of Bob Sanders. You know yeah, there we go. Grand Alice and just knock people out, and, and that's what Jalen Catalan did. Now, now listen, like to our listeners, that, that part, while it's fun, it's affected Jalen, right, because he's been injured. He's had some shoulder injuries, and that's why, DP, when you talk about the forgotten one, right, like it's, it's what they say, the best ability is availability, and Jalen just hasn't been available. So, Seeing him at Texas, right, back in his hometown state because he played his initial college football at Arkansas, transferred to Texas. So seeing him healthy and hopefully he can get through an entire year and you're talking about those big-time hits and everything else, this will be fun to see where Jalen where Jalen goes throughout the rest of this year. But this is a guy that we've both seen. We know what he brings. Um, he can be a physical enforcer for that Texas defense, but it is a matter of him staying healthy, him be, you know, being able to be available for all the games with DP, man, look, that, that wraps up three more intriguing names, right? Guys with different play styles, varying 
body types, right? And just their approach to the game and what they offer. You have a, a, a interception master, you have a hybrid six five linebacker, and then you got a safety that runs alley. So that's what we're talking about, man. We continue to talk about how safeties, man, it's just not one mode anymore. But coming up next, man, we want to just continue to go down this path, right? And we have more intriguing names, names that's kind of flying under the radar. Um, but like we know, man, you you get your hands on a football a couple of times, your draft stock elevates. So we want to bring up those guys who draft stock can significantly elevate throughout the rest of this well college football season start and throughout the rest of this draft process all right man family every day is it's time to wake up a little bit that alarm clock is buzzing right now with a couple names that that, that i want to invoke and keith he I, I think he he's in your he's in your region i think you have old miss for for us at tdn but i've watched this kid for the past i've watched this kid for the past two years i seem young safety that uh started his career i believe at iowa state in the big 12 the big 12 and you know for me one of the first things that really stood out for me when i remember studying him you know i thought he was coming out a couple you know a year or two ago was the instincts a guy that could play single high but have the 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 diagnosing skills to rerun versus pass but not only read it and and, and, and decipher it but do it quickly a like quick enough to where there's reps of him coming from 12 to 15 yards back and meeting the running back at the line of scrimmage. Like that's the, just a vision, the eye discipline, not really getting fooled by, you know, all the eye candy that we see, especially at the college level. You got guys shifting. Like, man, I just really, I just watched Brock Bowers in, in total, and Todd Munkin is annoying. Like the stuff that he was doing offensively for Georgia, all the motions, <laughs> they come out in the 11 personnel, 10 personnel, and they go spread. It's like, Bro, why do you motion so much pre-snap? But it's just to cause chaos. And when I seem young, he wasn't a guy that that bit on a lot of that when he was at Iowa State. I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of him after he transferred to Ole Miss, but he was a a firm tackler, a secure tackler. Um, He also would cover in the nickel as well. This is a name that I think um, that that everyone really should keep their eyes on because he's a talented kid. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I agree. Look, and I'm going to throw out another name. We see it down there on the scroll log. Um, Lathan Ransom. This is somebody that, and we probably could have put him in segment one or segment two. Um, yeah. Somebody that everyone thought was going to come out last year. So we're pretty familiar with him in the draft community as far as his skill set and what he offers. And the question is this, can he continue to elevate his draft stock? And I think so, man. There's a reason why he came back right now. He'll be the leader of that defense. And for Latham, it was more so just consistency, right? Like there were flash high level plays, but then there was also those players where it's like he missed, right? And we're like, oh, come on, man. Like right when we want to put you in that tier one, right? You have to tier one, involves being consistent in what you do also right it's not your ability to make that one play it's ability to consistently make the play and i think that's what it is with Leighton. so i'm excited to see how he develops man and this is a guy is he going to profile as a free safety a strong safety a nickel player um you know somebody in a box i'm excited because he has good good measurables when you're talking about being 6'1 200 pounds right like that's that's ideal size for safety and you know ohio state they, they typically put out good defensive backs. So I want to see how Lathan Ransom is going to profile going into this year. There's a reason why he came back, right? And I hope that reason, you know, a big part of that allows him to improve on some of the things that he needs to improve on, and then he's able to roll from there. 
No, hundred percent. He had fifteen missed tackles last year, man. And, and and I think when you look at it, just the the, the theme of it is the more you can do with it, come down to playing safety. Two hundred sixty six snaps in the box, one hundred ninety six, one hundred ninety snaps at free safety, one hundred twenty nine at the slot corner position in the nickel. So he does a lot of different things and moves around a whole lot. And I, I watched, you know, I was watching some uh, JT Tuomaloa. No, I didn't say that last name correctly, but the defensive end for Ohio State and Ransom showcase, he popped a few times for me for both good and bad reasons. And the, and the inconsistency you talk about, especially as a tackler, he is a kind of a, he's more physical, so he wants to, 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 to deliver big hits, but that also leads to some poor technique and just missed tackles. So, um, you know, somebody I'm keeping an eye on with him because uh, he's got the size, 6'1", 200, 205 pounds, a uh, good athlete. Uh, like I said, especially playing in the box and being – kind of a big one of those hybrid nickel defenders and he's got the size to potentially match up with those um those tight ends Keith at the next level because at the end of the day that's what you really really want from from safeties nowadays you want guys to be able to uh have the size and the ability to uh to to match up in, in the nickel against these big body tight ends who are just essentially bigger receivers but uh Keith another name that came to mind uh, in terms of size, six foot two ten was Kenny Logan over at Kenny huh. Logan Jr. at Kansas, man. And a guy that, mm-hmm. like I said, you continue to talk about versatility and how they use these safeties, man. Three hundred, almost four hundred snaps at free safety, almost one hundred and eighty snaps at sl- at the slot defender position, and almost two hundred and ninety snaps in the box. So a guy that can do a little bit of everything. I do have some questions regarding his speed. Uh, does he have that speed to consistently play? on the roof at the very top of the defense, but a guy that can be a physical hitter, he clearly can be, he can move him around because like he, his pursuit and his pursuit and chase angles. Uh, I'm going to tell you what kind of remind me of a little bit, uh, JL Skinner in terms mm. of a guy that just like hunts down when he hunts the ball. He's a, he shows good range in terms of sideline to sideline in the box region. Like I said, trying to play sideline sideline from deep safety is a little different ask in terms of speed, as you know, you know what I mean? Being over there at DBU, LSU, you told you all the time you were there. But uh, but no, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what he's going to be able to do because you know over there at Kansas, it's the Big 12, and we know what the Big 12 likes to do. They're going to sling that thing. They're going to slow that ball all over the field. So I'm, 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 I'm interested. I think Kansas is in our boy Ryan Fowler's region. So I'm interested to see when he gets to, to, to Kenny Logan Jr. and then when I get a, get a chance to get my eyes on him as well. Um, to, to really break down this tape and see what he fully, what his full skill set is. But guys, as always, that's our safety introduction to the 2024 scout summer scouting uh, series, guys. And I think that's pretty much it for us now. I think, uh, I think we're oh wait, you know, we don't have we we do have you know, tap into us tomorrow. We can get into those defensive tackles because there's there's some intriguing guys and some interesting prospects in the interior defensive of line group that we could definitely uh, tap into and really give you all the names that you need to know. But as always, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. We thank you all so much for being our everyday, as being family with us, and, and uh, making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today, every day, Monday through Friday. Like I said, tap in with us tomorrow. We'll we are rank, uh, not so much rank, but break down the names and give you names for the interior defensive line group because at the end of the day, you're always going to need those big boys in the middle because the trench warfare is where games are won and lost at all levels of football. So in terms of Twitter, you can find Keith Sanchez at the talent code. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.